Vedic astrology is one of the most profound subjects from ancient science. Can your birth chart and present planetary position influence how you sleep? In today's episode, we answer three key questions. How can Vedic astrology shine the light on your sleep? What are the different mindsets that prevent sleep? When would sleep challenges arise based on Vedic astrology? Michael Mastro is an award-winning designer, past president of Global Construction and an expert in the art and science of Vastu Shastra. Renowned spiritual teacher Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, founder of Transcendental Meditation, asked Michael, to design spiritual centers worldwide for him in the late 1970s. Michael became the leading Western expert on the art and science of Vastu Shastra and designed and built for Microsoft and Boeing during his career. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, Author and Yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Michael, welcome back to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. An absolute pleasure to have another conversation with you on Vedic medical astrology and sleep. And uh, I, I must confess, I don't know a lot about it, but I will share a little bit about my personal story before we go into the conversation. And for those who would love to know your story, they should go back to our previous episode on Vastu because we've spoken about your origin story into Vastu with uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And so they should go back and take a listen in case they missed that beautiful episode on Vastu. But today we are talking about Vedic astrology and sleep. And I know that you have a lot to share. And of course, uh, to make sense of all the information that we speak today, someone who's interested would need to get their birth chart done by somebody who's got good knowledge about it like yourself. And only then will the information that we are speaking make full sense to them. But on that note, I must also add that uh, whenever somebody does go to get their birth chart done or to get a reading done and you advise an annual reading so that we know what we are, what is in store for us, what can we do? Um, I think it's very important that 
people do understand there can be a difference in how somebody who's interpreting their chart communicates with them. And uh, when I went to an astrologer, very well known, and I was newly married in my first marriage. And um, I think when he very... Um, forcefully told me that my marriage would fail and uh, he was very rude about it and he got angry with me that I was not accepting it. Now I was a young girl of just 22 and I was in no way to uh, receive that information. So I think that uh, how somebody shares information is important because that fear played on my mind for the next eight years and I don't think I ever felt grounded or stable. Eventually, of course, that marriage did fail. I did get divorced, but that's, um, yes, things can come true, but I think there's a way to communicate it without instilling fear into the person and I know for sure interacting with you even on the previous episode that there's a gentleness, there's a reassurance that you bring to everything that you speak about. So uh, I just wanted to share that in the beginning because I would love for people to avoid that fear-based reading in terms of astrology and I thought that's a good note to begin on and of course I would love for you to Give us an overview about what is Vedic astrology and then we can talk about the connections with sleep. Yes, uh, thank you so much for sharing that story. And I have so many clients that come to me with similar experiences. And it's it's really a tragedy because Jyotish is light. It means light, it bringing the light to the darkness. And it was all these beautiful Vedic sciences like Vastu, like Ayurveda, like Jyotish, they're he, they're, uh, they were cognized by ancient seers who went deep into meditation and they, would, they cognized these workings of the universe and how in Vastu the environment affects us and how the stars affects us and the planets and and what, uh, what we can do for in Ayurveda to heal the body. It's all about helping us to grow and evolve and open our hearts and help other people. It's never to be instilling fear in someone. Uh, we are light beings on this planet, and we come uh, to this planet to grow and evolve and learn through different challenges that help us grow. And these planets are there to help us uh, learn certain things through some little challenges here or there. And when we're born, all the planets and stars are arranged a certain way in the sky for us to come into the school and learn these, these experiences. And, and like I said, grow and evolve. And the purpose of everyone's light is to, uh, life is to open our hearts and help other people. We're here to support each other. And uh, so these experiences that we have, maybe we get some kind of illness or we uh, you know, lose some finances or something, it's helping us to have compassion for other people. Because if we didn't have these experiences, we wouldn't know how to be compassionate. We wouldn't know how to, to see, oh, someone else is 
having a tough time, what can I do to help them? And so really it's all about that. We are beings of light and, and that light gets, uh, gets eclipsed by certain things that happen in our life, you know, uh, and the planets play a part. So astrology is, is our destiny. It's, you know, what, what we're here to do and, 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 but that destiny can be changed by the planetary remedies. And so you should never, no one should go to an astrologer who, who's going to give you bad news and not give you any remedies. <laughs> it should ne it never be about bad news anyway. It, it should be shown to you that there may be some stress in your marriage, but here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. This planet may be affecting you in a certain way because it's it's weak in your chart. But here's what you can do to strengthen that chart, that planet. And that's going to bring more harmony to your relationship. You can work things out. And uh, so it's it should never be, you know, this is the way it is and you can't do anything about it. It should always be inspiring you and giving you, uplifting you, because that's the purpose uh, of astrology. It's a roadmap to your enlightenment, to your spiritual growth, to your, you learning of, about how to utilize the gifts. It, your chart shows you what you came here, what gifts you have to uh, express to other people, how to express the love that you are. We are all love. Even you know people who do bad things, their love and to see the divinity in other people we are divine beings of light and and uh, the more we can see that light in other people and reflect that back to other people that's the purpose of astrology and so in terms of sleep each of the planets plays a, a, a specific role and how well we're sleeping and how well we feel when how rested we feel when we wake up the moon is one of the biggest planets and you can stop me anytime if you have a question i just i'm gonna ramble a little bit um because i've been doing a, a vedic astrology and vedic medical astrology for many years in fact when i started doing vastu the the interconnection of the vastu and the ayurveda is really a holistic way to look at someone who's having any kind of issue, even if it's sleep. You want to look at their environment to see what stresses can be created in the environment that is affecting their sleep. You want to look at their dosha type and and uh, the prakriti and and what's going on with their their uh, constitution to see what remedies there are and uh, the remedies in the the vastu and then also the chart. You know, what what planets are creating stress and what is the purpose of that stress uh, and how it might be affecting sleep and ultimately health and digestion and all the other things that that are shown uh, in Vedic medical strategy. So each of the planets represents a certain part of the body. Each of the houses in your astrological chart um, is a part of your body. So, uh, you know, all the way from the First house, which is the the head and the body, and the second house would be you know this part of the body, the throat and and things like that, and then the third is the shoulders and the arms, and then you have uh, the fourth 
uh, house would be um, your chest and the stomach and all that. And then the fifth house, et cetera, is the colon, upper colon, and the sixth house would be the lower colon. And the seventh house would be like the genitals, the outer genitals, and then eighth house is the inner genitals. And then ninth house would be the hips and 10th house would be the knees and 11th house would be the calves and the ankles and and then all the way to the 12th house is your feet. And then each of the planets is a different organ in the body. So moon is a plays a big role because the moon is waxing and waning and then you have the full moon and the, the, and the moon is related to the mind and the emotions. And so if there's if the moon happens to be weak or debilitated or it's transiting through uh, one of the challenging houses, the Dusana houses, 6th, 8th, or the 12th house, then it can definitely affect the, the quality of your sleep. And we all go through these lunar cycles. Um, and so learning to work with the moon and strengthen that moon in your in your chart by some simple remedies, uh, you know, colors are associated with the planets. You can wear a certain color or have uh, uh, pillows and uh, bed sheets in a certain color to strengthen a weak planet in your chart. And, uh, and then want to transform the malefics, which Rahu and K2, they cause these eclipses in our life and uh, create some challenges, again, for us to grow and definitely affect our sleep. So K2 is our past karma, and, and it's, it's wanting us to um, feel uh, regret for uh, actions in our past. And the mind can sometimes get in a loop of thinking about things that are, you know, feeling regretful about things in the past. And so learning to always use this particular mantra that I love, it's called Hopa Opa Ono. And so this is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you. To yourself, whenever some negative thoughts come, whenever some stress in a relationship comes or difficulties in your life, this mantra is very powerful and you can also use it if you're having trouble falling asleep because it's that, that K2, that Saturn and K2 energy that creates that fear, that doubt, that regret in, and that mind keeps, Oh, why did I do this? Why did I tell this person that thing? You know, it's, it's always that mind can go around and around in that pattern. And Michael, that, before you go ahead, I must ask you, when you're describing these, is it possible that even if we don't know our birth chart, but we have this tendency to be this way, uh, we can still do use these recommendations? So it, let's absolutely. say I don't have my birth chart, but I am somebody who has this worry and regret yeah. over what's happened. So I could still use this? Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and uh, but it is very helpful to know your chart and uh, getting a yearly reading is a very easy way to see what's coming, what planetary energies are there and how to utilize those planetary energies for your benefit. No matter what stressful thing comes up in your life, it's how you react to it and not respond. 
And when you know, this is the beauty of Vedic medical astrology. Oh, uh, there's some uh, affliction in my chart for this period of time, for the next month, for the next week, for this day. And uh, it can, you know, create a headache or some, some issue in the body. But it's very short-lived. I see this. It's a, you know, this platinary parent is there. And this is the remedy that I can do during this time to make, make me move more gracefully through that planetary energy. And maybe I can utilize that planetary energy to my benefit. So I, each week I, I have a, a, a YouTube video that's on my YouTube channel called Vastu Creations, where I take a celebrity or someone who's passed away, some you know prominent figure in the news, and you see everybody's chart has challenges, but those people use that planetary energy to propel their career or their gift that they came here to uh, utilize, you know, whether they're an actor or a writer or a singer, you know, it, we all have some challenges and how we utilize that energy is very important. So it is good to, to get a, a reading. Um, to, to learn that. But all these things I'm talking about with the planets, like you say, if you have this pattern and other people, you know, have trouble falling asleep because they're uh, planning things for the future. That's more of the Rahu kind of energy. And so anxious, oh, what's going to happen the next day? You know, um, you know, I have to do this, this and that. And I'm very anxious about it. And so, you know, learning again to find a way to uh, transform that Rahu energy. And that and, sounds so much like Vata people, Michael, when you describe exactly. that. Exactly. So Va Rahu is craving and Ketu is aversion. So we all have these, you know, these patterns in our life where we're trying to escape something, you know, and that brings on the addictions uh, or or we're, we're, you know, we have to have this thing. The desire is so strong and all that. And those Rahu and Ketu, uh, the quick story is um, how this, these eclipse planets came about, or they're not planets, they're nodes of the moon. They're intersection of uh, the, the sun and the moon and the earth. And uh, whenever there's some, uh, the, the energy of the, the reflection of the moon is blocked, or the, the light of the sun is blocked, there's some, some, some confusion that comes. And uh, we all have these periods. And we have an eclipse coming up. Um, there's these eclipse cycles that happen a couple times a year, and we're in one right now. Um, this is in uh, November of 2022. Um, but uh, lots of interesting things happen on the planet and in our individual lives during eclipses. Eclipse is a particularly good time to meditate, to chant, um, but not do other things. And this will help you sleep better during full moons and eclipses when the energy is very much peaking and your emotions and your mind are very, very much, can be agitated by this, these uh, lunar uh, cycles. Um, so yeah, so these, these planets all play a role, and and um, Mercury is another planet. It is our intellect, and our intellect likes to break things apart, 
to criticize, to um, not find a way to bring things together in our life. And so that's the lesson of Mercury is learning to utilize that energy, uh, that intellect to bring things together, to see the positive and not, we, you know, if we have 10 positive things that happen and to us and one negative thing, what's the, what's the mind hold on to? That one negative thing. And that can keep us from falling asleep. So we learn uh, to utilize that mercury energy to see the good things, see the divinity in other people, other people make mistakes. We you know, want to forgive ourselves for our own mistakes and forgive other people. And this will help us uh, sleep much better. Um, but the moon energy is the, the biggest one. And uh, there's a mantra, Devata mantra for the moon, which is Om Namo Bhagavate so if we're having trouble falling asleep or we wake up and can't fall back to sleep, uh, then uh, this, instead of counting sheep, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namaha, this, this calming mantra will calm the mind and the emotions and help us fall back to sleep. And Michael, I would like to ask you, because you've spoken a lot about Moon, even in our episode on Vastu. So do you see any correlation between those who have a weak Moon in their birth chart and who are predominantly Vata because they're also the kind who don't have pr uh, proper sleep and they struggle a lot and moon somehow for me reminds me of kapha uh, so is there any correlation or i would love for you to clarify that so it's interesting in the intersection of vastu and astrology each of the planets is associated with a specific direction in your house and so the northwest area of your house is related to uh, the vata energy, the air element. And that's where the moon is. The moon is, is, is the, the master of the Northwest area. And moon is mind and emotions. And if there's a do the moon is weak, then, then the, the harmony in the mind and the thoughts and the speech will not be there. So it's more stressful, affects the sleep and affects stress in relationships as well. So moon is tied to so many things, peace of mind and happiness and depression if it's weak. So we see people, you know, suicide, people who are um, having bipolar, some, some uh, mental issues. Um, it's always something about the moon and mercury usually. And the 12th house, 12th house, 8th house also can be there. Um, uh, those are the, the areas of the chart that we look at, and there's always remedies. So there's never a reason that we can't transform or strengthen those weak planets in our chart or the malefic planet, the planets that can cause challenges. We don't want to strengthen, but we want to uh, transform that energy. Like I said, these successful people, their chart's not that great, but they utilize the, the um, planetary energies. And the way you transform uh, a, a, a challenging planet in your chart is always by helping other people. You see the very successful people, uh, Bill Gates, 
his chart is not that great. I mean, he has a lot of good things, but there's some difficult things. But he's he's learned to give everything he makes. He gives a certain percentage to help the world, to help other people. And this, that's why the charts become transformed. You know, the astrology is our destiny, but we always can change that destiny by applying the planetary remedy. And, and I know, Michael, I must ask you this because I've seen this several times over when you described how you can help if you give something away. And I've seen people very close to me, in fact, who've uh, practice this though they give away a lot of what they earn to charity but they also uh, they don't do that to their own family they don't help their own family who's in need so they can have a sibling who's struggling but they don't help so how does that for me it's always illogical and I'm always asking and wondering that they're helping someone but they're not helping their own families that's something that is how does that work so there's a few things that we we look at or we could see in, in a chart where that's happening. So children are the significator for uh, 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 Jupiter is the significator for children in a chart, as well as the fifth house. So there can be some affliction uh, to the fifth house or the Jupiter is weak because it's afflicted and debilitated uh, in old age or infant state, many things can cause weakness. And so the, the remedy is to strengthen uh, that weak Jupiter. And Jupiter, you strengthen, uh, if, it's, if it's malefic or if it's causing harm in the chart, that means it's, it's um, Sagittarius, you see Sagittarius in the sixth, eighth or the 12th house, then it becomes challenging then you want to help spiritual organizations to transform Jupiter. But on uh, other account, to, to, to strengthen Jupiter, um, that would be, you know, wearing yellow colors. Yellow is, uh, you know, and, and they, they talk about, you know, yellow topaz, very expensive stone. Uh, we, uh, my favorite remedy is a kavash, which is a silver locket containing the devata, yantras and mantras for any planet that you want to strengthen and very economical and very easy something you wear or you put it next to your bed it has an influence and it's not expensive like the stones which you have to worry about the quality and the size and all those things and many people you know they don't have enough fingers to wear all the stones that they need from their chart so this is an economical remedy uh, for strengthening the planet. You can see them on our website, vastucreations.com. But it's good to get the chart read because you want to know which planets need strengthening. You don't want to strengthen a, a planet that can cause some some challenge for you. So yeah, Jupiter is the, that one that would you would show up and, and the fifth house saying, and also it's a relationship between the first house and the, and the seventh house. So so the first house is the self and the seventh house is other, your marriage, your partner. So the if you have Rahu K2 there, it's it's learning to balance your needs with the needs of others or your partner. And so there would show up something there that, you know, that that they'll take care of other people, but not their family. 
So you can see it in the chart and there's also... So is that still beneficial? Because for, for me, it's always like I'm seeing things in black and white and I'm always looking at it as uh, first begin with helping your family, the person yeah, who's yeah. struggling. And is there so... Is, I, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is that a lot of times you do see people following this, meaning they give away to charity because they've been told by somebody that it will benefit them if they give to charity. But the person who's sitting in front of them who's needing help, they don't help them. So I'm always wondering how does that help if you are not seeing what's in front of you? Exactly. The, you know, helping some people but not others is is not going to improve your karma you have to you know wherever there's so we are, we are given these opportunities and like you say if there's an opportunity of someone right in front of you that needs your help and guidance then that's where the planets are trying to show you this is what you can do to improve your karma and help your sibling or your wife or, you know, depends on. And then, you know, once the family is helped, then you can you can expand that to other people as well. And but I yeah. suppose how we are in harmony and you described all these planets so beautifully in terms of what they mean in terms of mindset and emotion. And I think that's what really I would love from any astrology because... Uh, what can we do to grow as people? What can we do to improve ourselves? And I love that you described it right at the beginning that any challenging situations are for an opportunity for us to learn and grow. So did we miss any of the planets? I know we haven't spoken about Rahu and... Um... Rahu is the... Is the uh, so Rahu is the craving. It's the desire and it's obsession, you know, it, it, so uh, let's just talk about how Rahu and Ketu came into being. So there's a mythology that supports all these different sciences in, in the Vedas. And so Vishnu was giving out the Soma, which is the immortality uh, uh, to all the gods and the demon snuck in and, uh, was able to drink some of that soma and uh, the god said hey you the demon just got this they're going to be immortal so vishnu took his discus and he cut the head off of rahu and became the head became rahu and the tail became ketu so <laughs> ketu is the past karma and rahu is the future karma that we're creating as we go and Rahu is giving desire. I need more. I need more. I need this. I need more money, etc. And then K2 is the, the past karma is like, I don't want to do this. I'm, a, you know, a, avoiding things uh, and all those things. Or and also so, not taking responsibility for mistakes we make. Exactly. Uh, uh, never accepting that maybe, yes, I made a mistake. I'm sorry or... Yeah, and it's a, it's also comes back to the self. When I was talking about, you know, uh, every trauma in our life, you know, uh, uh, 
we 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 regret these things in the past that's the k2 and we're feeling anxious about the future that's the rahu and to balance that is you know forgiving yourself being kind to yourself and then that will reflect as you're uh, to other people around you you can forgive yourself then we create our own reality it's the planets that are you know creating the destiny but each decision we make each word we speak it's 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 attracting certain opportunities it's the law of attraction if we are open our heart and loving other people that gets reflected back to us if there's some something in our self that we cannot forgive ourselves for then we start to attract that exact same thing uh why is this happening to me why am i having ill health why am i not having enough money that's what those thoughts attract more of that if you feel like you're full i am i have everything i need i'm so grateful for everything i have these planets are teaching us if you come through life and you're grateful for each opportunity even if it's challenging then you get back you get back exactly that positive uh experience that 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 the planets are trying to teach us you move through it gracefully and then you can help other people um through by having that experience by having the compassion to know what it's like when you lose everything and Or maybe when... michael we could talk a little bit about i mean of course people would have to get their birth chart done but you describe the planet so typically when would severe sleep challenges occur when is it a particular phase when a planet is certain planet is strong or a weak or how does that uh, how what have you seen what i see in my own chart and a lot in my uh, clients is the sun is moving through each house every 30 days it moves through different houses and the 6th and the 8th and the 12th house are called the dustana houses so 6th house can create inner conflict lack of peace um uh health issues and uh, it can disturb the sleep when the sun goes through that and then when you go through the the eighth house that's the healing the past trauma uh it's drama in your life and that becomes focus and that can disturb sleep and then the 12th house is feeling it's separation it can be um depression things like that and that when the sun moves through that house again there's turmoil in the mind and so those are the phases that i see and then there's the lunar cycles when the full moon you know sometimes the mind gets so activated it's hard to fall asleep everybody has this you know and then you know the the female cycles go by that and you see more headaches more people in emergency during a full moon especially during an eclipse when there's a you know period of darkness the the light of the sun or the light of the moon is darkened uh you know uh this all all these things these different cycles can affect our sleep um but yeah there's these remedies that we talk about if strengthen the moon this will be good and the moon can get weak uh if it's afflicted there's a certain point where 
uh, in your birth chart, the Rahu and Ketu, they're always going in reverse. And when the Rahu comes within five degrees of your natal moon, this affects the mind and emotions and the sleep. And these other planets get triggered, like Saturn. So our sleep is best when we can let go. Every experience in our life is teaching us either to hold on or let go. But what we learn in our meditation and our pranayama and yoga is nothing in this life is worth hanging on to except your smile. <laughs> Everything else is lila. <laughs> it's a play. It's the planets teaching us these lessons and everything. So if you become a little bit detached, then these things don't affect you as much and you can sleep much deeper by not holding on. You see the people that have sleep issues, they're holding on to something. Yes. There's a conflict in the mind and and uh, the, the, the mercury is activated or they're critical about themselves or someone else and they can't let go. The Rahu, the, the desire is really churning everything. I got to have this. I got to have this. And what am I going to do to get that? Or the K2 is not letting go, not letting you forgive yourself. And, uh, you know, uh, Venus is all about relationships, relationship to yourself, loving yourself and loving other people. And, and so a lot of people worry about relationships and when they can't fall asleep. And uh, so let's see, Mars. Mars is your courage and your passion. And that when it's strong, you get courage and passion. When it's weak or afflicted, then the anger comes. <laughs> Opposite of passion is anger. So anger at yourself, anger at other people, at bad situations. So we learn Mars is teaching us patience and learning to accept people and situations as they are because we cannot change them but we can accept them it's how we respond instead of reacting you know in a angry and angry way so yeah each of these planets is teaching us something and each of these planets plays a role in the depth of our sleep and i'm always amazed michael at how much synergy there is between ayurveda jyotish vastu i mean it's just simply phenomenal how they Very come together and yeah. i mean i think it would take lifetimes before there's any full understanding of all of them and how they come together i'd love for you to i know we're almost out of time but could you share a little general information on for example you mentioned full moon is the time that there's a lot of sleep disruption and mind disturb is there something that we could do generally irrespective of our birth chart generally, to support every full moon or i mean just to keep ourselves from you know there can be that we are stable most of the month and then those few days we do get perturbed by a situation and yes of course we remember all of these things but at that moment it somehow the knowledge goes out of the window you could keep the 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 mantra next to your bed om namo bhagavate vasudevaya and when you're having trouble falling asleep or you wake up and can, cannot go back to sleep um then you can chant that mantra a few times. 
and uh, or you can do some Nadi showed uh, a breathe, alternate nostril breathing. Breathe out one side and in that same side and then alternate back and forth. Or just some deep breaths and just and each time that you breathe out, you let go. Whatever the thoughts are, whatever experience happened during the day, you just breathe in love and let go of fear. It's the fear. Fear is the Saturn. It's the self-doubt, the not it, trusting other people. It's uh, fear, uh, anxiety that can come when the Saturn is, is weak for some reason. And it can happen at different times in your life. It's not just in your birth type chart because the transits are going on and the Saturn can go through a, a weak phase, uh, you know, and if it's, if it's conjunctate to, or if it's moving through a difficult house, etc. So all these planets get activated, triggered at certain times. So uh, it's good to know when that's coming and what you can do, the remedies, and and that it's just going to last for a short period of time. So many people get stuck in, oh my God, this is so difficult. Is this the rest of my life? And that becomes then the optimism goes away, and they, you know, they're feel like there's no hope. We need to have the hope. We need to have the trust in the in the divine that things will, you know, uh, work out in the end. So beautifully said, Michael. Any final things to share before we close the episode? I just encourage everybody to to know, to get a reading and start to understand your chart because once you understand, oh, uh, you know, this Jupiter is a little bit weak and it's causing me to not have good judgment and sometimes I don't follow the rules and, and it gets me into trouble. And then, oh, it's because of that. And that's transformative in itself. It's not creating fear. It's, oh, that's why. And here's the simple thing that I can do every day to to you know to strengthen that Jupiter and um, break that pattern. So we all have these these patterns, these loops that we get into. And once you understand how the planets are playing a role, then you have that opportunity uh, to transform the, your life. So that's why we call it transformational Vedic astrology or transformational Vedic medical astrology. Those are the types of astrology that I teach and uh, do readings for. So you can Good. learn it, you help so yourself. And you. How can yeah. people get their birth chart done with you, Michael? And uh, do you do that for anyone across the world? Anyone, yeah. All I need is the birth details. And a lot of times people are unsure or they don't know the birth time. And so if I have two or three major events, oh, I had a car accident this time, this date, not time of day, just the date, or um, I lost my parent on a certain date, or I had a child in a certain... If you get three or four major life events, then it's very easy to see what time that would have happened based on, you know, you had to be born at this hour for that to happen on that date in your life. So it's easy to do. And uh, yeah, they can go to the website, vastucreations.com, 
Um, they can also email me with questions, michaelmastrovastu at gmail.com. So yes, and under services at vastucreations.com, you'll see different types of reading, yearly reading, three-year reading, life reading, um, you know, for the birth of the child, if we know the date and time, then there's a certain vibration that the earth made when that child was born. And so if we have that sound that can be in their name or in a middle name or something written on the wall, that sound will help them a lot in their life. And then there's also the, the aspect, the divine aspect, uh, you know, the, whether it's Vishnu or Shiva or Lakshmi, that can also be their devata, um, that can help them a lot um, once they know that. So, and then there's readings for compatibility <laughs> as well. And of course, that is what was read by the astrologer and told to me that and my marriage is going to fail. But I feel that, you know, I've also come across those who do readings and they tell that if you've already decided to marry somebody, don't look at the chart. Instead, focus on how you connect with each other. So... It's a bit tricky once you've already married someone, if someone tells you you're not compatible because that's a mind game for the rest of your relationship. So the compatibility readings I do is, you know, they've already, they like this person. And so what I see is what can we do to strengthen the, the weaker planets in each chart so that they become more compatible and we can foresee, oh, they're, they're, the, the attachment is strong, but then there's some other aspect that needs a little bit of strengthening. So there, there are exercises that they can do, and there's then taking care of your own chart that can help make people more compatible. So I only see it from that. I don't see it as, a, oh, you should never marry this person. I would never say that to anyone. I and I said... I suppose also, Michael, the way you are describing it, you'd probably also give guidance on how to understand the personality of the other person based yes. on the birth chart so that we also relate to how do we interact and how do we accept that this person is different to how we are. And it, It's a guide for compatibility. It's not a guide for oh, this person's not a compatible. The, the astrology gives you the ways that you can deal with that other person's energy, you know, and, uh, and make the best of that relationship. Since the opportunity has come, there must be some reason that you're together beyond, you know, maybe there's some planets that are saying there's going to be some stress. Every relationship takes work every relationship there's no two people that are just perfect they're never you know there's never some issue that comes up so we all need to find ways to love each other and get through the tougher times so true michael where can people find you again please remind us so that they can go there and of course book readings if they'd like vastucreations with an s.com Thank you, Michael, for again gracing us with your wisdom. It's always a pleasure to have conversations with you. 
thank you so much for the opportunity and keep up the, this work of, of educating people about these very powerful uh, Vedic sciences that are here to help us grow and evolve and, and uh, find love in our life and express the love that we are. We are all love. We are all light. And uh, astrology, Vastu, and Ayurveda, they are just here to, to make that light shine and, 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 and uh, uplift everyone else on the planet. We're all connected by earth, water, fire, air, and space. And, and when we find a way to balance it in our body, that, that energy vibrates out to other people and, and uh, it helps everyone lift up. So true, Michael. Vedic astrology is a vast science and there is a lot of confusing information out there. As you would have heard from my personal story, the art of communication from someone looking at your chart can make your life better or worse. We live in a sleep world where ancient wisdom is probably not understood and therefore dissed. Here is what I would leave you with from this episode. If this is an area that is new to you, explore it with an open mind. If you would like to have your birth chart done, do go to someone who is well reputed and also sensitive. If someone leaves you with fear, keep them far away. Finally, even without diving deeper into astrology and birth charts, you can use simple tools like chanting a mantra to calm the mind. Have a great day. This podcast is intended to provide helpful and informative material on the subject matter covered in the episodes. The podcast is not acting in the capacity of a doctor or a registered dietitian and is not rendering any professional healthcare or medical service. The information in the podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice or services or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. The advice and tools contained herein may not be suitable for your situation. Any medical questions regarding contraindications and cautions or any questions of whether or not to proceed with any practices provided in the show should be referred to qualified health professionals before adopting the same. The podcast specifically disclaims any responsibility for any liability, loss, risk, personal or otherwise which may be incurred as a direct or indirect consequence of the use of information from this podcast or the application, adoption of any of the information provided.